0: another episode of D-List of the Podcast. I'm Michael K, And
1: I'm Allison.
0: First things first, I was out last week because I went on vacation, and so Allison did the episode with the wonderful Mika. So thank you, Allison, for helming. I didn't mean, I don't like helming. I don't know why I chose that word. But thank you for helming. Helman's man is the episode.
1: Thank you. It reminds me of Marion Helming.
0: The lady. Who's Marion Helming?
1: Isn't that the like the rich old lady who had the dog who was like very evil?
0: Leona Helmsley?
1: Oh, yeah, that's Marian- Leona. That's Leona Helmsley, yes. <laughs> I I was confusing.
0: <laughs> oh boy. With Marion Ramsey, I don't know. I think of Hellman's mayonnaise because I'm gross. But thank um, you for helming that episode. And thank you, Mika, for doing it. I listened to all of it. I loved it. I loved uh Pikey blinders,
1: <laughs> I, it's a perfect accent.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna no actually, notes. I'm working on opening a blinds shop in the Pike District of Long Beach called Pikey Blinders. Don't oh. send your lawyers after me, Mika.
1: <laughs> There's already a lawyer letter being drafted up. Well, we thank you very much, Michael. We missed you very much. Although we are very glad that you had um, a great vacation.
0: Thank you, and and I loved hearing about all of Mika's jobs. Like she's had a carousel of odd jobs. I thought I did. She has me beat. So we're so listen to our Patreon for delisted. The podcast presents Mika's jobs. That'll be like soon. yeah.
1: That'll be like a ninety-minute exclusive because she told me that she didn't even list all of her jobs.
0: Yeah. So that's going to be a a three-season a three-season. Um,
1: that's our serial. So get,
0: yeah. Get your credit cards ready for Mika. So, um, but thank you. Thank you to uh, you, Allison. Thank you to Mika. Let's start with Brittany. Excellent. So a lot has happened since we last talked about Brittany's conservatorship situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last time we talked about this, Brittany had told the court that she wants to end her 13-year conservatorship. She wants her family imprisoned for what they have done to her. She called her dad cruel, abusive. She said she uh, wanted to choose her own lawyer. That was only a few weeks ago. It feels like 10 years ago because a lot has happened. So since then, her manager of 25 years, Larry Rudolph, resigned as her manager, duh, because he said she wants to retire and so his services are no longer needed. Also, Britney's lawyer her lawyer since the beginning of the conservatorship, Sam Ingham, he resigned. Sam was appointed by the court 13 years ago, so Brittany didn't get a say in him representing her. So he's gone, and Britney chose a new lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, and Brittany got a win in her conservatorship case because last week the judge approved Brittany's choice, and Matthew told reporters that he will aggressively fight to get Britney's father, Jamie Spears, out of the conservatorship. He's currently her co-conservator, has been for a while. She said she wants him out. The lawyer is working on getting him out. So good news for Britney.
1: Yes, Matthew is Britney's iron-fisted
0: angel. Is that a sexy thing? Can be if you need it to be. Yeah. Um, so, but we're mostly going to talk about the messy, messy social media passive aggressive fight between britney and her little sister jamie lynn spears jamie lynn jamie lynn yeah. <laughs> so jamie lynn is britney's little sister she's 30 britney's 39 so when britney got famous jamie lynn of course wrote her coattails she got a nickelodeon show and she's also put out music in a she still puts out music. And Allison, can you name one ja- Jamie Lynn song? I can tell you that I think she released a country album. I think maybe a couple. But do you know, would you know the name of one of those albums? Not one. You can't name one song? No,
1: you could put a gun to my head and I'd be like, well, goodbye, everyone. It's been nice seeing you all. I could, I could not even, I couldn't even come close with a guess. If I guessed, I wouldn't even be close to it. I can't tell you one. I couldn't tell Uh, you a thing.
0: Yeah, I couldn't either. And if I would guess, my guess would be, her songs would be, I Am Britney Spears' Sister.
1: Parentheses, Uh, Jamie Lynn.
0: Jamie Lynn. Close parentheses. Yeah. Um, And I Am Related to Britney Spears is the other one. But anyways, yeah, I can't name her songs. But she, she does, yeah, she mostly does country. So by all accounts, it seemed like Britney and Jamie Lynn had a close or close-ish relationship at least Mm -hmm. like during britney's um breakdown jamie lynn seemed to protect her like i remember there'd be videos of them like going through the paparazzi and the paparazzi are pouncing on britney and jamie lynn is like telling me get the fuck away you know throwing some hillbilly rage at them Mm -hmm. um i remember there was a paparazzi video of like a woman like like telling Britney, go home, you know, you're bringing all these paparazzi. It was like in some shopping center and Jamie Lynn went crazy and like got in the woman's face.
1: I remember that video.
0: So she was her protector. So it seemed close-ish, but um, not anymore, I guess, because... Yeah, uh, she's no longer Britney's mighty mouse. (laughs) No. And it was also reported that... um, Last year, that Jamie Lynn was named the trustee of Britney's estate. So it seems like Jamie Lynn is involved in Britney's business. But after Britney called out her family in court, the Free Britney movement went after Jamie Lynn on Instagram. We talked about this a little bit Mm -hmm. and accused her of stealing money from Britney and not saying anything publicly about the conservatorship. So Jamie Lynn hit back. And said that she pays her own bills, thank you very much, and after a report came out naming the family members who have been on Britney's payroll for years, and Jamie Lynn's name was not on that list, she posted a screenshot of the article and then told everyone to leave her broke ass alone.
1: Yeah, it's like asterisk broke. I don't think broke.
0: Yeah, and she's Buckle been it. loud. She's been loud on Instagram and she continues to be. So after Britney's win in court last week, Jamie Lynn posted on Instagram, Dear Lord, can we end this bullshit for once and for all? Amen. And I think she was talking about like the free Britney movement, you know, coming after her.
1: I think so. Yes, that's what I would assume.
0: Yeah. And... The Lord returned that message to sender because it gets messier. Us Weekly also posted an article claiming that Jamie Lynn is 100% supportive of the Free Britney movement. So Britney must have heard about this because she had a lot to say on Instagram. Mm -hmm. The New Yorker, they did like an expose. Ronan Farrell did an expose on, you know, the conservatorship and... The New Yorker claimed that Britney does write all her own social media posts, but that she needs to get them approved by Mm -hmm. a team because she's not allowed to talk about the conservatorship on social media. But in her latest Instagram post, she did kind of get into the conservatorship just a little bit, like just a touch. Mm -hmm. So she might be kind of unfiltered right now
1: yeah i feel like this the social media supervision has um
0: dropped a little bit yeah they're not as strict someone's I a think. little loose yeah yeah so on friday Brittany posted a message against those close to her who ignored her when she needed them most Brittany didn't name names but she didn't have to um basically she shit on people who are now publicly supporting her but did nothing to help her when she needed them most. Mm -hmm. Cough, cough, Jamie Lynn, cough, cough, Justin Timberlake, cough, cough, all her other family members. Mm -hmm. So here's a little of what she wrote. There's nothing worse than when the people closest to you who never showed up for you Post things in regard to your situation, whatever it may be, and speak righteously for support. There's nothing worse than that. How dare the people you love the most say anything at all? Did they even put a hand out to even lift me up at the time? How dare you make it public? Now you care. Did you put your hand out when I was drowning? Again, no.
1: Yeah, she got real with
0: it. Yeah, and she's she's obviously talking about Jamie Lynn and other family members. She also said that those who are speaking publicly about her situation, that if they're going to do that, stop being so righteous about it. So that has Jamie Lynn written all over it. And Brittany was not done. She posted again the next day, and this time she specifically called out her little sister. Brittany posted again because I get, you know, she posts all those like dance videos, like her dancing in her house, twirling around and stuff. I love them, they're perfect. She posts them, you know, a lot of people don't like them. They criticize her for it. And so she posted a message to them. So Britney posts, you know, she said that they need to take what they can get when it comes to her dancing because she's not going to perform on a stage again anytime soon. Uh, she's sick of her dad telling her what to do after 13 years. She's sick of wearing all this heavy makeup on stage she's sick of it she's sick of performing in las vegas for a bunch of drunk people who smell like weed and she said like she practically gets (laughs) contact from all the weed which i have seen britney in las vegas and i was definitely drunk i probably smelled like weed so i apologize britney i probably should have sprayed some dracar noir on me no
1: that's worse i think that i think she would have appreciated like bath and body works
0: Yeah, oh, cucumber melon probably. Ugh! No, weed (laughs) is better. Also in her post, Britney said that the documentaries about her life, like framing Britney Spears, are Mm -hmm. hurtful to her because they bring up humiliating moments from the past. And this is what she said about Jamie Lynn. She kept it brief. So... I don't like that my sister showed up at an awards show and performed my songs to remixes. My so-called support system hurt me deeply. In case you didn't know that she has problems with Jamie Lynn, she made it clear. Mm-hmm. What Britney's talking about is a tribute to her that was done at Radio Disney Awards in 2017. So Jamie Lynn performed in that tribute at the end of it and she sang um, Britney's song, Till the World. <laughs> so Britney is mad about that.
1: How dare Jamie Lynn sing anything
0: but the Kesha part, by the way. The Kesha part of what? Till the World Ends? Yeah. Uh, I'm, she re- might have done it, too. I don't know. I barely watched, like, it was horrible. She should have been limited to it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, this was not a tribute. Um, So it's not over yet. Jamie Lynn seemed to respond to Brittany by posting, so she posted a picture of her in a red dress. The caption read, May the peace of the Lord be with you and your spirit. Like, Jamie Lynn, she loves to bring God into it. hmm Jamie Lynn responded to that, I mean sorry, Brittany responded to that by she posted like another dance video on Instagram and the caption was May the Lord wrap your mean ass up in joy today. P S Red. Jamie Lynn was wearing red.
1: I don't remember what verse of the Bible that's from.
0: My kind of Bible. My kind of Bible, whatever Bible it is. Send it my way, because that's what I want to read. Um, both of them later changed their captions, so they kind of backed away from it.
1: I mean, speaking of backing away, Lynn needs to back fully off, because she obviously doesn't know who she's messing with. Like, before, maybe she thought that she could get away with that shit, because, you know, Brittany was being supervised on Instagram, but she's obviously not now. Brittany doesn't want to perform, so she clearly has the time to be giving her to writing, like, custom captions (laughs) directed at Jamie Lynn. Also, Jamie Lynn doesn't, to me, personally, this is an opinion. I don't believe Jamie Lynn knows how to take on Britney Spears in that way. Like, I don't think Pacific Coast Academy trains you in how to clap back at such an advanced level.
0: Well, I think it would be a bad move for her. Like, I think she should have... You know her first post where she was like, you know shut, you know shut the fuck up, all of you. I pay my bills. Mm -hmm. I support Brittany. That was probably okay. But then she kept going, Mm -hmm. like she was she was trying to get attention for herself, and because she just kept going and.
1: Well, she doesn't have to. That's the thing. It's like Jamie Lynn just post stuff about your mom's Rodan and Fields business. Just help her get some of those downlines or whatever, like. Don't try to don't try to come up against the free Britney movement because I can only imagine what
0: her comment section is like. She she turns it off. I mean, smart. Yeah, she turns it <laughs> off, and like you know, a lot of people have been you know talking about like how Britney kind of is um, you know speaking out now mm-hmm. and saying like, well, you know, the case is still happening so should she be doing that but i mean and i understand because britney didn't get to speak for herself forever and now she wants to in my oprah voice speak her truth and Mm -hmm. so that's what she's doing and like you said jamie lynn should just let her do that and shut the fuck up but (laughs) it's like i am so glad that i've never gotten into some passive-aggressive fight on social media with my sister because i can't imagine like throwing these passive aggressive like public captions at my sister first of all if i put a public caption like god knows what you did directly yeah. toward her she wouldn't see it because she's not on instagram so yeah you'd that's be just shouting into me. the ether <laughs> yeah just into the darkness <laughs> you know <laughs> while she's having a wonderful day yeah well she has no idea what's going on yeah someone's
1: like your brother was dragging you on instagram she's like okay let him do that then (laughs) very nice
0: thanks for telling me yeah i can't imagine that i can't and if i use like a if i ever use a bible quote to like passively aggressively drag someone like let the lord throw a lightning bolt at my internet source because (laughs) i'm done
1: The ghost of Jesus Christ just opens your door, your bedroom door, and is like, Michael, I've seen what you did. Just come with me,
0: please. Yeah, don't do It's over. (laughs) Leave it to Jamie Lynn. Leave it to Jamie Lynn to do this. But um, one thing that Brittany does that she went on social media, she loves those. Like, what are those called? Like, you know when it's like the quotes on like some.
1: Oh, Oh, like face, like. Um, inspirational like Facebook meme quotes.
0: Yeah, like the one she posted uh, and she called out Jamie Lynn, the one, the quote, the picture quote or whatever that she used was, take me as I am or kiss my ass, eat shit and step on Legos. (laughs) It's very She loves it. Yeah, well, it's like she's a middle-aged white woman, a white woman, and they're legally obligated to post those quotes all day long on Facebook. I mean, my Facebook pages feed is filled with them oh yeah people just all these inspirational
1: quotes and the only thing is that's missing too is
0: there's no minion content so minion content what moms love minions mo moms love minions oh it's like a cult huh
1: yeah they love minions so at least britney spears like if she needs like if somebody calls her instagram into question in court she can be like Obviously, I'm of sound mind because I have not posted a Minions meme yet. So,
0: yeah, that would be a cry for help. So she hasn't she hasn't gone there yet. She's mm. sticking with the you know the the quotes you see at signs at HomeGoods for now.
1: So, Michael, we're going to move on to our second story, and it's time once again when we check in on Chrissy Teigen and see how she's handling her social media timeout. And guess what, Michael?
0: She's loving it
1: wrong. She hates it. So just to recap, way back in May, that's two months ago, I had to count on my fingers. Courtney Stodden reminded everyone that Chrissy Teigen used to bully them on Twitter when they were just a teenager. This is something that Courtney Stodden has said before, that they used to be bullied by Chrissy Teigen. And it's not a secret. Courtney Stodden has said that many times. But back in May, Courtney Stodden got a little bit more specific. And they said, Chrissy Teigen actually used to um, send Courtney private DMs telling Courtney to kill themselves, which is very awful stuff. So Courtney was very candid about that. The internet kind of picked it up being like, Oh, Chrissy Teigen, did you do this? So Chrissy apologized publicly, mostly to her fans. Like she kind of apologized saying like, I'm so sorry. I let you down. Uh, Courtney claimed that Chrissy never came through with a private apology But still, Chrissy lost a bunch of deals. Her cookware line disappeared from stores. She walked away from her green cleaning company with Kris Jenner. She lost a voiceover job. And then she just kind of like retreated into the shadows for a bit. A month later, she came back and she apologized further. um, But it was still kind of like in sort of vague terms. Like it was like kind of taking accountability, kind of not taking accountability. And then she disappeared again. So... Chrissy came back last week with an update on her her hiatus from public life. And Michael, if you need to take a minute to go and get a box of tissues, I advise you to do that now because I have
0: some... I've already read this post, so I've cried all the tears already. I'm all out of tears. No tears
1: left to cry. I I totally get it. My eyes are dry from crying as well. I don't know where I'd summon the moisture. This is very heartbreaking news. Chrissy desperately wants to come back to Twitter because she hates being stuck at home. Canceled. So she released a little statement on Instagram last week alongside a picture of herself just hanging out on the couch in a pair of jeans, which tells me she's very casual. And jeans are very remorseful. They're almost as remorseful as like the YouTube apology video where, you know, you put your hair up in a ponytail. So, you know, she is very sick of hanging around her compound that Cravings and John Legend's EGOT bought. So she wrote in her Instagram post i that's accent on me because she wrote like six eyes i don't really know what to say here just feels so weird to pretend nothing happened in this online world but feel like utter shit in real life going outside sucks and doesn't feel right being at home alone with my mind makes me depress makes my depressed head race but i do know that however i'm handling this now isn't the right answer i feel lost and need to find my place again I need to snap, snap out of this. I desperately want to communicate with you guys instead of pretending everything is okay. I'm not used to any other way. Cancel club is a fascinating thing and I have learned a whole lot. And then she goes on to say that only a few people understand what it's like to be in the canceled club and it's hard to talk about it in that sense because obviously you sound whiny when you've clearly done something wrong. I mean, clearly, she's clearly done something wrong so at least she can acknowledge that. Um, she said, goes on to say that she loves all of her followers she misses them she needed to have an honest moment with them because she's quote just tired sick of being with myself all day and she added that she doesn't want to stay silent anymore because she could use some time off of her couch
0: okay what's funny about that because she was talking about how she's been on her couch um girl just got back from like a two-week vacation to italy so i'm like uh (laughs) I'm like, did you take the couch with you to Italy? Did you know that your followers can also see your other posts? And they see that like, you were just in Italy living it up. You're fine.
1: I know. It's like she assumes that literally all of her followers just woke up from like a four-week-long coma. And they're like, oh no, how is Chrissy doing? I have no idea that she's been to Italy. Yeah, it it doesn't make any sense. Also, something to add is... I mean, if Chrissy was looking for something to do during that time, because she claims that she's very bored at home and she just doesn't know what to do. I don't know. Perhaps she could maybe send Courtney Stodden a personal apology. So we, it was always kind of like um, up in the air, whether or not uh, Chrissy Teigen reached out to Courtney Stodden. Um, In the beginning, Courtney, you know, responded to Chrissy's apologies, just saying, you know, well, she's never reached out to me personally, I've never gotten a personal apology. So a couple days ago, Courtney posted a direct message from Jason Biggs, aka the pie fucker from American Pie, among other things. And um, in the direct message, it was a screenshot. And uh, he essentially apologized. He says, like, I apologize for anything I might have said about you on Twitter that hurt your feelings. I'm trying to live a, a like a clean and sober life now. And part of that is going back and apologizing to people that I hurt and I'm really sorry and whatever. And Courtney wrote, this is what a personal apology looks like. So that was four days ago, which, I mean, I'm not a detective. But if I was a detective, I might deduce that. That was Courtney's way of saying that Chrissy Teigen still hasn't personally apologized to Courtney Stodden.
0: Yeah, it's not going to happen. So Courtney should probably just move on from that because it's not going to happen. If it hasn't happened now, it's not going to happen tomorrow.
1: Yeah, or the next day. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe that's why Chrissy needs to get back on Twitter so badly. She needs to crowdsource ideas on how to, you know, avoid personally apologizing to someone.
0: Yeah. And I, so a lot of people have been saying about this, like, oh, how can, you know, Chrissy's rich. She has a famous husband. She has two kids. Like, why is she bored and why does she care about social media so much? But it's like, do you know even who Chrissy Teigen is? Like, social media is her oxygen. She, mm-hmm. it's her brand. It's what made her famous, really. So, it's, Oh, yeah she got in from the beginning people loved her everyone was following her so it's a big part of her brand so it makes sense it's like she's addicted to it I mean it's, it's sad but I, it's like I know I get it
1: no one needs a like or a heart or a retweet more than Chrissy Teigen does like she probably yeah, it, wakes up in the morning and she's like John just say just tell me I retweet you just say the words I've retweeted you you don't have to do it I just need to know you you've said the words like he's like okay
0: calm down No, not even that. Like, if her finger doesn't hit the tweet button at least 100 times a week, her whole hand is going to fall off. It's a medical emergency. Like, she has to tweet. And it's like, I can't relate because I'm the opposite. Like, I never tweet or never uh, post on social media because I, I've like, it's frightening to me. It's always been frightening to me. Like, and first of all, I'm like, nobody cares. Nobody cares that, you know this picture i'm gonna post i'm just not gonna fucking post it so i can't relate to her because she's full-on addicted
1: oh trust me if i like i don't tweet that often that's not true
0: i like tweet every yeah day. you tweet pretty often i
1: tweet a lot but like if i had millions and millions of dollars and i was married to somebody who was also very rich and i had my every need taken care of there would be absolutely no way in Fucking hell would you catch me on twitter twitter is hell like i once tweeted something marginally critical about elon musk i wouldn't even say it was rude it was just like not nice and i had elon musk fans so far up my ass for like a whole week i went private for 24 hours like if i didn't have to do that if i just had like money and could just sit on
0: the couch what a dream well, but you're not Chrissy Teigen. Like, she needs it. And also, I think, like, she, I think, you know, she says, like, I hate the trolls, but she's always, like, giving them, you know, she giving kind of, them the time of day by, she kind of loves clapping, the trolls. by clapping back at them. So, yeah, she responds to a lot of them. So I think that she just loves social media, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything. And so, I mean, yeah, if I was a multimillionaire celebrity like her, I wouldn't even fucking know what that was. But... I wouldn't even have a phone. This is Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. yeah. I w- no, I would have a phone. But I would... <laughs> but You'd have I block would...
1: all the apps. It would just be to call and text people and take pictures. You'd have a cricket phone. One of, the, yeah,
0: one of those crickets. cricket, yeah.
1: But also, here's my question. Do you think... Like, she's acting like nobody's letting her come back to Twitter. But, like, nobody gives a shit. Like, if she just came back to Twitter... Yeah, just post like normal.
0: Yeah, no, I think she just, she's playing the victim here because, oh, for sure. and she hasn't even been canceled, whatever that is. Like, she hasn't been canceled. So, but she's playing the victim. And again, she's addicted to social media. She needs these people to give her compliments and stuff. And it's like, and she, it's like, girl, like, instead of whining on Instagram, whine to your therapist. And if it helps tell him to like everything you say. Like
1: yeah, It'd be like be like after I say everything, can you please just be like ha 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 ha, so
0: true. Best like heart. <laughs> and then or w- w- when she says something, he can open the window and shout out what she said and that'll be a retweet. Okay, so let's pour out some salmonella and hepatitis over the death of salad bars, specifically the grocery store salad bar. This They're a dying this breed.
1: Yeah, this one's sad. I don't like this news. Yeah,
0: thanks to Corona. So CNN says that many grocery stores shut down their salad bars during the pandemic for obvious reasons. And they have no plans to bring the salad bar back. So Wegmans, which is a big supermarket chain in the U.S., is not reopening their salad bars anytime soon. They are reopening their like hot bars, like where they sell wings and shit. Mm -hmm. They are reopening that. Um, Hy-Vee and Stop and Shop, which are also supermarket chains, are not reopening their salad bars either. Bristol Farms, another grocery store chain, has already reopened their salad bar, but apparently not many customers are using it. The reason why, of course, is... um, coronavirus and many people are still working from home. And so they get their groceries delivered and they don't really need the salad bar anymore. So those are the, the big reasons. And the CEO of Stew Leonard, which is also another grocery store chain, said that packaged salads are actually selling better than the salad bar did before the pandemic. So they're sticking with that for now. And Whole Foods is slowly opening up their salad bar and buffet. Like when I was on vacation, I went to a Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. And their salad bar, like all this, it's all like filled with um, packaged foods.
1: Like packaged salads?
0: Packaged salads, you know, packaged sandwich, all the other, It's nothing is uncovered. And like the pizza, if you want a slice of pizza... You have to like pure all your hands and you got to put on gloves and you got to grab the tongs. And you. And I was like, this is too much work. Just give me the whole pizza. <laughs> you like, just go to the freezer section. <laughs> well, and I'm wasting a pair of gloves, like just give me the whole pizza. So they're, they're planning to reopen, but they have a fancy salad bar.
1: They do. I was going to say, I love the Whole Foods salad bar. I can't afford it. But every time I like there's a Whole Foods that's like... Far away from me. And whenever I go to it, I'm like, even if I'm not hungry, I'm like, you know, I should really get the salad bar because when am I going to be back? But this is really sad news to me because I listen, like, I don't like germs. I wash my hands all the time. I was a hand washer before COVID. I'm a hand washer still. But I love those salad bars and like, I know how gross they are. But the reason I love them so much and the reason that I don't want to see this concept die off is because where else can I stuff a box?
0: full of (laughs) where is this going
1: (laughs) you're like where else can I I stuff a box you're like I'll tell you you. (laughs) but where else can I stuff a paper box container Container full of a few lettuce leaves a scoop of mac and cheese a scoop of Neptune salad one egg mini mozzarella balls a chicken wing pineapple and top it off with olives and croutons
0: nowhere is the answer where else can I do that a sprinkling of hepatitis a
1: that's for flavor
0: yeah that that adds to the it's a
1: little extra zing
0: yeah so you you use the grocery store salad bar right
1: so yeah i mean in canada it's not as big of a thing as it is in the u.s whole foods has it but generally if you go into any old grocery store you're not gonna really find it there's olive bars
0: like yeah, every they, grocery they, yeah, yeah they have that here what exactly. is the grossest thing you have gotten from a grocery store salad bar? The besides, most questionable thing.
1: Besides like an extra long hair?
0: Yeah, I mean a food item. A food item? Questionable to me or questionable to you? Question, just questionable. Okay, questionable to me.
1: Okay, so um, I would probably have to say, I just mentioned already, Neptune salad. Do you know what that is? No. Okay, so Neptune salad. Sometimes it's called seafood salad. Sometimes it's called like salad of the sea, um, or like underwater sea. So um, it's it's mayo based. So it's mayonnaise, but the mayonnaise is a little bit watery. It's got that fake crab meat in it, and then celery. So carrots. it's just
0: like a crab. Oh, I know what that is. Celery, that's raisins ca- celery, too, carrots, right? and
1: corn. Yeah, and green uh, chopped up greens. Yeah, so, uh, that's, that's
0: gross. Getting that from the <laughs>
1: but but i've gotten it when i've gotten it when it's not cold so that's what i'm saying that's where it's questionable Is like i got it when it was like not piping hot but like Uh, way above the temperature that you're supposed to serve a mayo based uh, salad yeah that's
0: that's questionable no matter what cold warm anything
1: and i did get sick
0: yeah see for me it was like (laughs) when i lived when i lived in new york i worked in office and i would Mm. go to bodega (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> salad bars and all my co-workers who were snobs were like i can't believe you go to a bodega salad bar nobody goes to a bodega salad bar and i would get like tuna like tuna fish Oh no! Uh, <laughs> salad and like scoop it up like with the ice like that it was gross and they were like that is so gross and i was like well it's a good thing like the gonorrhea in my throat is probably going to kill the salmonella so it's fine We're going to quickly talk about five stories. We're going to start with Adele. Adele was at game five of the NBA finals, whatever that means, over the weekend in Phoenix, Arizona. She was courtside with a man named Rich Paul, who is a super agent in the sports world. He's LeBron James' agent. So they were all cozy at the game, and a source told Page Six that they've been dating since at least... May now Adele was reportedly dating Raptors, uh, rapper Skepta, and earlier this month they were seen at the outlets in Cabazon together, Cabazon, California. So she may just be playing uh, not the field, the court, because we're this is basketball, right?
1: That's right. Game yeah, so set she, match.
0: Yeah. Oh wait. That's so. Jealous. Also, a tipster told Dumois that Adele is going to open the summer Olympics this Friday. <laughs> I don't what? see that happening. She's too busy having fun dating all these men who who has time to perform at the Olympics.
1: Also, she's not Japanese. Like she's not from Japan.
0: Well, she's big star well, she's a big star everywhere. But anyways, yeah, true. that's the rumor. I don't know what's gonna happen. But the what we're talking about is her and rich paul. Yes, I
1: think it's a great match. I don't know anything about Rich Paul, but I think that they're great together because they can do a cute introduction at parties. Like he can say, I'm rich and she's really rich because she's she's my girlfriend Adele. Yeah,
0: and see, everybody's talking about like Adele's new man at the, what was it, game five? But to me, the real story is that Vanessa Hudgens sang the national anthem at this game. So can you imagine singing in front of Adele, who is courtside, and she could probably fart it out better.
1: I mean, to be fair, imagine being Adele and you get to hear the national anthem sung by Gabriella from High School Musical.
0: You'd probably wish your ears would fall off, (laughs) honestly. So there's been rumors that Tori Spelling's marriage to Dean McDermott is broker than she is which says a lot. Um, There's been talk that they've been separated after 15 years of marriage, and Dean was recently seen without his wedding ring on. Radar Online says that Tori might have already moved on uh, because she went on a dinner date with uh, rapper The Game. They weren't alone, though. They were with one of Tori's friends, and Tori posted a picture of all of them on Instagram.
1: Now, Michael, I have heard that there won't be a second date. Um the game became suspicious when at the end of the date, when their server put down their bill, Tori announced that she suddenly had to go to the bathroom and that she was also getting a phone call she had to take
0: and that she felt sick and she needed some air and also that she lost her wallet. Wink, wink. Well, no, I think personally, I think Tori had a lovely dinner because the game is worth $25 million. So she could relax and she didn't have to like take off her shoes and run away from the server trying to get her to pay the check. So it's a lovely dinner. I'm happy for her. Matt Damon did an interview with CBS This Morning to promote his new movie, Stillwater, and he said that his 15-year-old daughter refuses to see Goodwill Hunting and his other movies that are supposedly good. Because she loves to give him shit so and make fun of him. So she only watches his bad movies. And She's got a lot of options. The Pretty Horses, The Legend of Bagger Van Stuck on You, Downsizing, Suburbicon, The Great Wall. Um, his role is Sarah Silverman's fuck partner. So there's a lot of options.
1: I mean, this is a terrible plan for her because eventually she'll run out of, you know, the caliber of movies like We Bought a Zoo. And she'll have to get into, you know, the Goodwill Hunting's and the talented Mr. Ripley's. But... Maybe someone can send her special cuts of both of those movies that are just Robin Williams scenes or Philip Seymour Hoffman scenes. Just someone
0: do his daughter a favor, please. Unlike everybody else, Dame Helen Mirren has put on makeup every single day during the pandemic. So Helen told People magazine that she glammed herself up every day and she didn't do it for her husband, Taylor Hackford, because he never notices when she wears makeup. She dressed up and put on makeup for her because she likes looking her best. I mean, she could put on a Nickelback t-shirt, Crocs, and dirt on her face, and she would still look better than us.
1: Yeah, people would still be like, gorgeous, beautiful. She probably put on a full face every day, though, just in case she went out to take out the trash. Um, because, she, okay, so Helen Mirren has a contact with, contract with L'Oreal. And if I were her, I would be very afraid that L'Oreal would have like a spy near my house to
0: make sure that I was still using makeup. Like Aniston and Smartwater? Exactly. Yeah, that's probably why. But um, you know, she's acting like it's a big such a big deal when I've been putting on orange lipstick every single day. And yes, it's from eating Cheetos, but hot fries actually specifically, but still it's the same thing. Okay, much ado has been made about these cardboard beds in the Olympic Village in Tokyo. So this all started when American Olympian Paul Chalimo tweeted a picture of the cardboard beds in the Olympic Village and said they were made out of cardboard to deter all the horny athletes from fucking. And since, you know, Olympians of the past have been known to be horny sluts, everyone figured the beds were were made out of cardboard for that reason. But that's not the reason. So Japanese company Airweave made them out of cardboard because it makes them 100% recyclable. And another Olympian, Reese McLenahan of Ireland, proved that you can fuck on them. No, he didn't post an OnlyFans video of him <sighs> fucking on it, which maybe after the Olympics is done, he will do that. But he posted a video of him jumping on one of the beds in a video. And the bed can reportedly take up to 440 pounds. Uh, although it has been said that Olympic officials are warning athletes of having casual sex since coronavirus is still very much a thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that they put out this urban legend about the beds, the fact that you can't have sex on them, that's definitely going to still like stick with some of the athletes To which the dirty carpeted floor said, well, well, well,
0: it looks like I'm no longer the last resort anymore. (laughs) I mean, do Olympians even have sex in beds? I think they can do them on the ceiling. They're all very. Yeah, they're Olympians. Like the way they have sex, they have sex. They fuck by, you know, while lifting weights in the gym or they take it to the field. And the dude athletes use their dicks like javelins and throw them into the holes of the others. They're Olympians. It's
1: like long jump.
0: Yeah. We are doing show and tell this week. This is where Allison and I share something we're into. So I'm starting with a show on Netflix. This show is completely over now. It's done. um, I finished it a while ago, but I've been thinking about it. So the show Mm -hmm. is called Special. The show was created by, written by, and stars Ryan O'Connell. So it's basically about his life as a gay man with cerebral palsy. Uh, it covers his writing career, like he, his character works like at a BuzzFeed type place. covers his dating life, his sex life, his relationship with his mother, who is a single mother, so I could relate to that. Um, there's been two seasons, and it ended with the second one, so it's over. So the first season I liked, but it was a little... Like rough around the edges, mm-hmm. like they hadn't really found their flow yet. Working but with this, so. yeah. But with the second, they totally found, you know, found their flow. Mm-hmm. The jokes were a lot funnier to me. Shit got deeper with the characters. Um, Lauren Weedman is in the second season as a friend of Ryan's mom, and she's really funny. And so is his best friend, played by Poonam Patel. And she's a great character, and she's even better in season two. And there's a part in season two, and it's kind of made the rounds on TikTok, this Mm -hmm. part, where she's, like, at an event, and she performs um, Little Kim's How Many Licks. Okay, I have never heard of that, but you just sold me on the show. Yeah, it's horrible, but it's horribly funny. (laughs) And each episode is 20 minutes. Oh, easy. it's, like, 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes each episode. Yeah, so you can blow through it in a night. (laughs) <laughs> well, unless you've got something to actually blow through the night, then you know, save it for the next night. But yeah, special on Netflix. That's great.
1: And how many is OK? Wait, I have two questions. How many episodes is it?
0: I don't know. Probably maybe like eight to ten episodes each season.
1: Perfect. That's a great. It a,
0: might even be less.
1: OK. And yeah, also, super easy. is it British?
0: No, it's American. They're like in okay. L.A they're in
1: LA. oh okay because I know of what you're talking about but I thought it was like a British show so I, not that that matters I mean it doesn't change the content of it but
0: no it's yeah I are, are you um what is it Britophobic? Brit
1: <laughs> UK, I have UK phobia yeah <laughs> no I'm not Britophobic. I don't. I don't know why I cared that it was British or not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not prejudiced against British people at all.
0: Yeah. No. It's a. It's American.
1: Um. So my show and tell this week is also a Netflix show. It's also one that you is over, and um, it's also one that you can blow through in a night if you so choose. So. Um, mine is um netflix's i think you should leave with tim robinson so if you're not familiar with i think you should leave um it's a sketch show obviously starring tim robinson um and you might know him if you watch detroiters which is also another great show that's like my show in to- tell 2.0 is like also watch detroiters so um it's in the second the second season was released uh i want to say like um, Two weeks ago, I think. And if you haven't seen it, you've definitely seen the meme of a guy dressed up as a hot dog asking, I think we're all trying to find the guy who did this. Are you aware yeah, of yeah, that? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's from the first season of the show. Second okay. season is, um I would say it's the opposite of your show. I think the first season is way better. But season two is still really funny um it's six episodes they're 30 minutes each so again it's very easy to binge it you can binge the whole second season in three hours which is what I did and um yeah there's like really fun guest stars like Sam Richardson also from Detroiters Bob Odenkirk uh my lord and savior Patty Harrison John Early um there's a really great courtroom sketch about a shitty hat which I realize I'm not selling this show at all (laughs) saying that but it's it's very funny actually that has kind of that sketch has sort of turned into a meme like today with jeff bezos going to space um you know how jeff bezos was wearing that like stupid cowboy hat yeah so like there's a um there's like a meme from the show where it's tim robinson wearing a fedora with like uh this like neck flap on the back of it and Mm -hmm. um so people are like comparing the two of them to that anyways
0: the point is oh like jeff uh, bezos copied him so,
1: well, it's just like the, yeah, like the whole joke is or that, he's like... A, or he's ma- a
0: future seer, and you knew Jeff Bezos was going to wear that hat.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that hat is... Why Why the hell do you wear that hat? But anyways, um, yeah, so point is, I think you should leave season two is very, very funny. And, like, there's an, there's an episode where everyone will find something funny in it, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, so you can... So we've got special, and we've got, I think you, you can leave. leave me i yeah. think you should leave. <laughs> and I, we need um, to talk
1: about kevin
0: and um this 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 is the part where i leave you that what's that, yep. that that's the tina fey one
1: <laughs> this is where I leave, I leave you
0: this is where i leave you. yeah <laughs> all available on netflix don't yeah, quote but, us on that yeah this is the and this episode is not sponsored by netflix Sadly, it, to- it totally yeah. sounds like it is but um yeah so okay so those are our show and tells for the week check them out if you would like um if you've got a question for our mailbag or a tip or anything email us at, at com. we'll be back next week bye bye <laughs>